2: Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. My name is Mithila.
1: Hi guys, it's great to be back again. My name is Kunal and this week we've got an episode for you from our video channel that's going to show up in your audio feed. As confusing as that may sound.
2: Yes guys, it's really exciting because the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast has launched a new show called Pits to Podium. So now we're going to be available in audio as you all have been listening to us. For years. and guys video so you can see us
1: yes and we hope you're going to go us and go and follow us there and cheer us for as many years out there as well
2: exactly so guys this also means that on lots of occasions in lots of weeks you're going to have more than one episode to tune into on the inside line formula one podcast so you're going to hear more of us you're going to see more of us so Kunal more the merrier
1: more the fun yeah right so so that it doesn't get confusing okay back to all the serious stuff so that it doesn't get confusing We'll clearly demarcate you know the episodes that are from our video channel. So we'll tag them as pits to podium in the episode description, right? And we'll honestly be very, very thrilled to know what you guys think of our new approach to sort of diversifying to different forms of content, right? And before we move on, Ralph wrote to us via our Facebook page asking about our awesome opening and closing tune. And guys, as you all know, we've got Lucien to thank for his melodious tunes. He's from South Australia and a musician. So you guys can go hear his music on Bandcamp.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lucien. And guy, he is a very passionate for Formula One fan. And Lucien, I am looking forward to playing the predictions game with you this season as well on Formula Louche.
1: On his Facebook page yes. called Grand Prix de Louches, right? Isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So back to our show. Um, I think you all can, you know, to simplify things, Kunal, because I think we've really made it very complicated, like Formula One loves to do, make things very complicated. You can think of the Inside Line Formula One podcast as like a Formula One channel, you know, so it offers a wide variety of like different Formula One content. And, uh, you know, our original Inside Line content, uh, the podcast... It's going to be like 25, 30 minutes, Kunal? uh, Like before, yeah. Yeah, talking about like various aspects of Formula One and you'll hear all of our... Original jokes and... <laughs>
1: Basically, if you've been a long-standing listener of ours, nothing changes. Nothing changes, You guys. still have the both of us on the I, show. I think
2: we get better. We get better with time. You know, like <laughs> fine wine. At least my jokes get better. I don't know about yours.
1: I don't think they like my jokes as much, but they like the clarifications. They I like
2: give. you. That's what matters. <laughs> okay. Anyway, for, um, for the Pits to Podium content, guys, it's going to be like these um shorter, I would say... um. Uh, 10 to 12 minute uh, video shows. Yeah,
1: thereabouts, yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's going to be very focused on a particular topic, like a very trendy or something that's really interesting or uh, come up right then. Uh, so the most recent one actually focuses on the obnoxious driver rankings released in the F1 2020 video games. So that's an interesting topic. Yes,
1: and most importantly for the Pits to Podium channel, we partnered with a passionate bunch of motorsport aficionados, People who know their sport really well and have been, you know, commentating and reporting on it since several years. There's Somil, Sundaram and Sanjay. It's great to be partnering with you guys. But that's it for the introductions. On to this week's topic, you know, the F1 2020 driver rankings. Mithila, what are your thoughts?
2: I think rather than thoughts, I just had lots and lots of laughter. And I mean, I'm just glad that they've not messed up Kimi Raikkonen's ranking. And, you know, I don't care much about the
1: rest you don't care about Lewis Hamilton is that what you're saying and
2: it's ironic because Kimi Raikkonen is the one driver who would not have cared about his own ranking
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I I like your single-minded Kimi Raikkonen focus you know that's all you care about and you actually make no efforts to hide it like you know some out of it yeah lots of other you know presenters try and be neutral but you know they'll always have their you know favorites but you're like hey I don't care what the world does as long as Kimi is (laughs) fine But uh, I have shared my views in the Pits to Podium show that's to follow in the next few minutes. So I will leave you guys to hear that. But uh, let's realize that these driver rankings have actually created much of a discussion around the video game. And that's probably what they're intending for it to do.
2: Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think that the, uh, you know, that F1 2020 or whichever version of F1's video game that you use, it's a very important marketing tool. And Kunal, we've spoken a little bit before about, you know, how these games have lowered the entry barrier to Formula 1. So virtually anyone can race. Anyone can race virtually. And uh, they can go in any car at any circuit. So it's so accessible suddenly.
1: Yes. And let's try and string together Formula 1's marketing funnel for getting new fans. Okay, So the entry point could be, you know, the Drive to Survive series that we all love. Then the curiosity from the series would sort of lead the viewer to following teams and drivers and even formula one on social media and then there's of course you know ancillary things in the funnel like the video game which sort of you know brings the viewer one step closer to experiencing the sport uh, in in real or virtual however you put it before turning on to a regular viewer right so of course guys like most funnels and since both of us have studied marketing We'll we'll all admit that there will be drop-offs, you know, through the funnel. But I'm sure you guys get the gist and as do you.
2: So much jargon. Like I was literally just counting all.
1: (laughs) But that's true, right? It's like a funnel. Hey, how do you get to like a new fan to Formula One? Some chief marketing officer has gone and presented it to Formula One.
2: That's super true. But I'll give you you a very uh, personal example, actually. So my cousin Harsh... He's actually following this very path or, you know, funnel as you called it. So currently, he's experiencing all the different cars and circuits and corners in F1 2019. And this is after he watched Drive to Survive this season. So it's like a textbook example for Formula 1. So the
1: funnel that I put together was not necessarily bad or... Incorrect. I, would uh, say. I didn't
2: say that. Not at all. <laughs> and um, Harsh, in fact, keeps pinging, you know, with like corner names every now and then. So he's talking about parabolica and orujs and all of that, you know. And Punal, he is also struggling to finish races in Baku without crashing.
1: Crucially, Crucially, right? Wait till he gets to Monaco and he tries his hand at Monaco. It's, it's just. So much more different and difficult but that's great i mean you know that's that's what i'm sure formula one wants people to do experience the sport in different ways before like i said turn into a viewer and then those who view formula one turn into listeners of the inside line f1 podcast and hopefully viewers of the pitch to podium show so that's awesome it seems so good on paper it it's never true in real life
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys i think it's now time for you all to kind of proceed to the uh next segment of the show where kunal and somil are going to discuss the uh the obnoxious f1 2020 rankings as we call them and um check it out you're going to enjoy this thanks mithila
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Pits to Podium channel. You know, in this video, Somil and I are going to talk about something that's really interesting, which is, uh, you know, the 20, F1 2020 driver ratings that have been you know released by Codemasters. Now, usually ratings are meant to create a controversy. Okay.
0: But to me, Somil, these are absolute downright bizarre. What do you think? It's, it's actually quite strange, to be honest, when you look at some of the ratings. Say, for instance, the likes of when you've got Alex Albon having the same rating as Lance Stroll. I mean, Alex Albon is a guy who's achieved quite a fair bit in his young career in Formula 1. He's got a Red Bull and he's rated just the same as Lance Stroll. It just kind of puzzles me a little bit. And that's not where it ends. If you take a look at this, Valtteri Bottas has so got an awareness rating of 99 has has greater awareness apparently than Lewis Hamilton, a four time I think well not even a four time, but a five, six time world champion now. So Yeah. You know F1 had such a long break we've forgotten just how many titles Lewis <laughs> exactly. has won. Exactly.
1: But you know, exactly. it, it's it's strange because Albin's score is also lesser than the two Toro Rosso drivers. Although to, oh, yeah. me, to me that seems pretty fair because that's how Red Bull operates, you know. They always end up putting <laughs> somebody in the second seat, which you don't expect to you know, see the driver there. But uh, I think, you know, Botas is 99 is probably down to some sort of academic research, which says that, you know, people from the Nordic countries are most aware. So, okay, what do we do? Just give Botas a really high awareness rating. Because you technically can't pitch him at a higher rating, uh, you know, Absolutely. in any of the other parameters when you pitch him against uh, Lewis Hamilton. So they said, what yeah. do we do? Awareness, 99, you know, it can't
0: get better <laughs> than yeah, Exactly, think, that
2: is what it seems was, like.
1: If that was true, uh, you know, even Kimi should have added 99, but you know, uh, that's for another day. Maybe Kimi's awareness in other things in Formula One is you know,
0: <laughs> 99. <laughs> or perhaps the awareness has gone down with age, but regardless of whatever that is, it's just a bit too confusing. Now, Normally, as Kunal, you rightly mentioned, when you create ratings like this, it's to try and create a controversy, but it's just Uh, It's just beyond my understanding. So, uh, how how is it that, well, uh, Simon Ocon, I mean, the new driver at Renault, he just came back from a years-long hiatus. He has a greater racecraft than Bottas and his racecraft is just as good as Daniel Ricciardo. It's just a bit too confusing, isn't it? It it is. And, you know, here we're talking of Daniel Ricciardo as one
1: of the best drivers to, you know, win win a world championship. The guy who took you know, Max Verstappen to, uh, you know, head on and stuff. And it's a little surprising to see that rating. And, you know, uh, to to me, it's it's uh, even Ricardo and Ocon are at 90 each when it comes to racecraft. And, you know, come to think of it, Ocon was out of a Formula One car, you know, for, for the good measure of 12, 16, 18 months now. So I'm not sure how, you know, the ratings have been put in place. I'm pretty certain that at some point F1 will... Put out this long, uh, you know, formula of how they reached a rating because if you guys remember, that's what they did for the the tyre usage statistics, you know, last year, which, which were also fairly controversial, which Pirelli said they had no idea about as well. Because yeah. if we also look at the table, and you know, Somil and I made some notes before uh, doing this video, so that you know, we, we actually had a laugh before and during this video. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Nicolas Latifi. You know, he has, put as, he has been put as cost to hire at some $2 million or something. But, you know, frankly, from what I know, if you hire a Latifi, he brings money to the team. So, hey, why exactly. is it a cost
0: to be- <laughs> it, it should be negative. when you get a Latifi, you get sponsorship from Lavazza and a couple of others. But, yeah, the strangeness doesn't end there. Because if you watch Drive to Survive, you know for a fact that the series portrays Kevin Magnussen to be a far greater and a far superior driver than Romain Grosjean. I mean, he's someone who makes less mistakes. So he's a bit less moody than Roman as well. And in, 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 the, in the general opinion, he's much better. That's, that's what the people think. But not, not the guys at Codemasters. Because over here, Kevin Magnussen has a rating of 78, which is lower than Large Toll, Alex Albon, and crucially, Roman Grosjean as well. What's going on here? I, 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 I was just scratching my head looking at that. Because Kevin Magnussen, he's such a firm, such a strong driver, doesn't really make many mistakes. He's a very dependable character. And he has a rating low, the launch tool and Romain Grosjean, both of whom are notoriously moody. So, how does that work, Kunal? Uh, how does that go on about? You know, they must have probably just hired someone to write random numbers. That's how <laughs> it eventually seems.
1: But, you know, I'm, I'm still going to go back to Nicolas Litivi because we know of his pay driver status. Again, there's nothing wrong in that, you know, a Formula One <laughs> since the ages have had paid drivers but it seems Nicholas latifi did not pay f on 2020 and code masters to get his rating <laughs> spot on they, Yeah, what they have done is every rating that they needed a lowest point on they've just put latifi out there and they're like exactly. experience yeah latifi's at 32 and then uh, you know something to do with awareness he's he's pretty low as well and and you know they it's just strange uh, i honestly have no idea why they've done exactly. this exactly And I I understand from a marketing point of view why they've sort of not released the McLaren driver ratings yet, okay? But if anything, I'm
0: just waiting for the ratings from a humor point of view, not from a serious driver rating point of view. No, exactly. I mean, that's not something that you can depend highly on. And another driver who just hasn't been spared at all in this rating is Antonio Giovinazzi. If you look at his card, he's got a rating of 73, experience 47, racecraft 47. Only 73, and awareness of 70. And a, and a half decent pace of 79. So, Codemasters are doing some guys a lot of favor, like Bottas. But the other guys are not being spared at all. Yeah, and you know, Codemasters would have probably realized that, okay. You know, Ferrari has overlooked
1: Giovinazzi for 2021. So, maybe we can just give him whatever rating <laughs> we want. going to really care about it. So, it is a little unfortunate. I mean, we are having a lot of fun about these uh, driver ratings. Not about the drivers per se. But, you know, hopefully there is some math out there or guys, at the end of the day, this video is just for laughs.
0: Yeah, exactly. But just coming back to the point, Kunal, we've seen the ones, the most outrageous ratings of all of them. But which one, according to you, is the most apt? The one you feel when you look at the, you know, what they've actually nailed that down. And they actually deserve to be called code masters instead of code, well, code blunders or something like that. (laughs) I think the Alpha Tauri
1: rating was pretty spot on. Okay, because... They said both drivers have been eventually rated equally. I think, uh, uh, you know, Kimi Raikkonen was a little spot on as well, okay. But the thing is, there are just so many blunders that maybe, you know, the, the ones that I have said were spot on were, were lesser blunders, to, you know, to yeah. be honest.
0: And that's why they made the cut for me. But what about you? Uh, I think the thing, when they've nailed it down at Max Verstappen in 94, if I'm not mistaken. That, that is a good idea. And he's just one point higher than uh, Lewis Hamilton. Which I think is a fair representation of what's going on. Not to say that Lewis is a bad driver. But you just kind of have an idea that Max, with his ability to put his elbows on a bit more, I think they've nailed that one down correctly. But hopefully they don't make one for commentators. Otherwise they'll have one for Martin Blunder or something like that <laughs> later on
1: but guys thanks so much for this uh you know sharing the laughs with us if you guys have any you know weird ratings that y'all want to share on anything weird y'all found out about these f1 2020 driver ratings write to us and we'll see you at another video thank you
0: see you guys bye-bye
1: okay guys thank you so much for tuning in to the inside line f1 podcast and the pits to podium show you guys are welcome to subscribe to us on social media as well as on YouTube and Instagram and the likes. We are trying to diversify our content and would love to hear from you on what you feel about it. And at that moment, at this moment, I'd like to turn around and say we will see you in a few days with another episode because we've got lots of things in store to talk about. We
2: love talking.
1: <laughs> oh, you're still here? Okay. I'm still here, Kunal. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, guys.
2: Adios.